And so I remember the first time I went, they put me up at the Grand Floridian. I walk into the Grand Flow and I'm like, I thought I was in a movie. Mm -hmm. It's so, and I love blue and yellow together anyway. Anyway. Yes. So I was just like, just gobsmacked with this beautiful place and all these people and it just, and so we, we start shooting um, in World Showcase was the first shot oh. And I remember looking out over the lake and it's very early in the morning mm. and I'm in my little cute little like smock shirt that I love with the bell sleeves. I love that shirt. Uh, <laughs> that I, still- I probably know the outfit too. I've I know exactly so which one, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is that, that, that shirt is in my personal Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Well, hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's the Main Street Let's Go podcast. Episode number 26. We've made it 26 episodes. Yes. Watching the numbers and they're growing. The show is growing and I'm so excited because every little bit I'm like, oh my gosh, that's more. I mean, it's great. It's wonderful. You guys can definitely help us out if you like the show. Tell your friends about us. Tell us about tell the people about Please. the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Share the show. You can go to themsepodcast.com and therefore you can click on that and see all the show notes mm-hmm. and stuff and all the friends of the show and everything. Click on there. And of course, one of the friends we're going to have is coming up in a few minutes, which is exciting. Very exciting. But first, I have to ask you, Jen, how did you Disney this week? Oh, that's okay. So I am actually um, Disneying right now by burning my it's a burning but I mean literally that's what I'm doing um, I'm using my new Scentsy wax warmer and it's the Scentsy villains wax warmer mm. not gonna lie bought it because it was Scentsy no is it like um, Sensei like Cobra Kai yes Sensei no Sensei kind of thing no <laughs> Sensei S-C-E-N-T-S-Y. because candles are waxy so wax on wax off I get it okay, right cool actually friend of the show um Panda like you know was was talking about it. I was like oh my gosh where'd you get it he's like here look and he, sent me the link and um he like loved it so much that he um i guess started selling it so i was like oh shoot i'll buy it um and it's a villain's warmer and it's beautiful like Mm -hmm. if i could lift it up without burning myself i would but it's got like (laughs) maleficent on one side and the Mm -hmm. evil queen and ursula and then it's like it's all like sorts of crazy cool and the smells are amazing Mm -hmm. i'm burning the ursula scent right gotcha and you're dropping little little uh passes to all-star sports on the top there you're just kind of burning those you're like oh look here's a folio from all-star sports oh look here's a ticket for all-star sports i can see that ritual sacrifice yeah yeah just like that because that's how much time you give to all-star sports. You probably have, actually right. haven't thought about it since the last time I wrote it up in the last episode. That's that's actually true. Very that's good. actually true. So my kid, oh, by the way, this has been the weirdest week I think I've had in a long, long time. I won't go into detail for the listeners, but it's just been a very strange week. I was gone for the weekend, had some mm-hmm. uh, some some family dumpster fires back home. I got home and blah, 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 some crazy stuff going on. Everything's fine. Nobody's, you know, our family household is great. Nobody's burned down. Nobody's burning scentsy candles in here to burn our house. Down. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> It's all good. 
Um, so this morning, my kid was going to go get dressed. It's Veterans Day. So thank you to all the veterans and not yes. only the veterans, but thank you to the, the families that sacrificed yes. so they can go and serve for us. So mm-hmm. I like to say it's a debt that we cannot repay, mm-hmm. but it's also a debt that nobody actually asks us to repay, which makes it even that much more amazing. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather exactly. was in World War II in Korea. So m- mad props to the veterans out there. So mm-hmm. active and, and former. So anyway, um, so I, I, today's Veterans Day, we're off of school. So we get up and the kid goes in the closet and I'm asking him, Get you some clothes. Sometimes he does good. Sometimes I'm like, like any kid, I'm like, yeah, that's not really going to work very well. But we're kind of here at home. And so he gets his gray shorts and he comes out with a, with a maroon and white shirt with Princess Leia on the front. This is a three quarter length shirt and it's very vintage. It was his mom's from 1983. Her mom oh wore this when she was a kid, when she was about seven or eight years old, uh, wore the same shirt. And normally I would not let my child wear his mother's clothes. But this shirt, it fitted perfectly. It's adorable. It's got like the, like the printed, I guess the, the iron-on applique of like Princess Leia Return of the Jedi yeah. logo in the bottom. It's just so oh cute. That's and, so cool. And I was like, Campbell, that's Princess Leia. And he, Princess Leia, he, he said it immediately. And I said, Return of the Jedi. And I told him, you know, the Jedi were the warriors of the galaxy. And they fought for good over evil and whatever. And, and then he was like, okay, cool. Let's watch Thomas. I mean, basically, whatever. But it was just <laughs> the coolest thing to see the shirt fit in and just walk around. He's been wearing it all day. He's happy with it. And just, it's really, really cool. So that's kind of how we Disney this week. And, you know, cause I went to Kissimmee, Florida this weekend, did not get you to go to Disney because Disney Springs was close to capacity. I had no ticket. We went to city walk, not nearly as busy. Hmm. It's okay. It's, it's all right. You know, but anyway, yeah. so our guests coming up here, we're really excited about this because we have must do Disney Stacy Stacy Aswad is a legendary Disney face and voice. If you don't know who she is, as soon as she mm-hmm. starts talking, you will know who she is. Go to YouTube, type up Must Do Disney, and you will see the seven must-dos mm-hmm. or all the must-dos and everything. And so we get to talk to Stacy for about an hour or so. We talk about voiceover, her career. We talk about fashion. We talk about roller skates. We talk about crying in movies. And of course, we talk Must Do Disney. Jen, thank you so much for having her on the show because I know you guys are like besties and stuff like that. So <laughs> very cool to have her on the show. So let's go and talk to Stacy. Must do Disney. All right, so Jen, whenever I asked you about doing a podcast way back in the day, like 22 weeks ago, I was like, just do a podcast. You were like, okay. And we talked about guests and you know, we were like, yeah, Michael Eisner, maybe Bob Iger. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's get Stacy. And you're like, I can get Stacy. And I I think I passed out. And then I woke I up. I had to do CPR. Yeah, and fine. like I woke up and I was like, oh, we get Stacy. And so I've been hyperventilating most of the summer. <laughs> and so here we are with Stacy Aswad which uh, many of you probably know from different voiceovers and VO Buzz Week on, on YouTube. We'll talk about all that and everything. But of course, so many Disney fans know you from Must Do Disney. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thanks, you guys. This is such a treat. God loves Zoom, right? Right? Yes. That's exciting. <laughs> what would we do without Zoom right now? Oh my God. Well, the- Zoom, Zoom. Thank you so much for having me. Well, the sad thing is, I think the show will probably end after this episode because I don't know what else we're going to do. I mean, whatever. But no, I'm a fan, as you can tell. So I'm going to fanboy during the show. The I try. <laughs> I try. So the first question we like to ask you simply is, how did you Disney this week? It's what we ask all of our guests and anything you want to come up with. Okay. Well, let's see. Timely question, because yesterday I watched... Um, 
and I hadn't watched it in quite a while, but I watched um, Little Mermaid. <gasps> I love Fun times. Mermaid. That's like such a classic. <laughs> in a while, and I was like, huh, I love her. I love them. <laughs> so yeah, that was sweet. Like, and you know how sometimes you watch movies at different times and if it's mm-hmm. a really great movie, it lands on you differently depending on where you are in your life and what's mm-hmm. happened or what's been going on. So I don't know. I just was feeling my inner mermaid. I love it. Oh, that was, I used to watch that with my sister almost every day. <laughs> we would like imitate the, you know, we do the lines and the songs. And so, yeah. so was it just you? Was it you and the husband? Or was it just uh, you and the cat? Or was it just the whole family all yeah, singing along? My, my beloved and, the, and our kitty cats. Fun times. Yeah. That's we fun. always have a joke, uh, Chuck and I, about like who will cry first in a movie. <laughs> and I have to tell you, and he will not be upset for me telling you that many times it is him. Nice. I guess it depends on the movie. <laughs> he is so sweet, this man. But like, I, and I'm a big, like, I am a big feeler. I'm just like mm-hmm. a heart with hair, right? So uh, he, but sometimes like, I'll look over and I'll just, and he'll be like, and he always says, can I get you? And I'm like, it got me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so. That happens. It's well for my wife and I. We're watching movies or television or something that's very affecting. Sometimes, I, it, sometimes certain movies will give you a little misty eyed, and sometimes my eyes actually do water, no matter what I'm watching late at night. And then I'm like wiping my eyes, and my wife looks over and she's like, are "You cry? no, I'm not. I'm actually not crying. My eyes are watering." And sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. it's actually, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, a little bit." Especially <laughs> since since I'm a dad. Once you have kids, you really like anytime a children get hurt in, in movies, you're like, Ugh! it just hits you oh. different. So. Well, there's just whole chunks of things that I will not watch mm-hmm. because if if I know even sometimes animated stuff, if the animal gets hurt, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I don't like violent stuff, so there's just mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So anyone who knows me, I'll be like, ho ho ho, take it on my scale because I've I've been burned a few times. People said, oh yeah, that movie's fine, and I'm like, 15 oh, seconds no. in. I'm done. So I just, I just don't, it's weird because if it's medical, like if I'm watching an open heart surgery, you know, as you yeah. do. Yeah, um, of course. Who doesn't? I understand. Resection. Uh, if it's medical, I'm all over it because I come from oh. a medical family in my next life. I will probably be a, some sort of scientist or doctor, but I love the medical stuff. And especially when it's helping people, but if it's gratuitously violent or mm-hmm. just mean Mm-hmm. or animals get hurt don't even know yeah. yeah i watch a lot of movies and my wife will ask me should i watch this and i'll say yeah it's fine or don't do that that'll that'll mess you up don't do it don't, don't watch it i try to watch out for her not let her watch the bad stuff or the stuff that yeah. i know will make her cry and make her sob there's a few movies like that um okay so let's jump in here because we have a lot to talk about because <laughs> jen has talked to you several times on divas dishes her other podcast okay, and, yes. and so jen knows the entire history of stacy but but i don't so and our, a lot of our listeners don't so we're going to kind of jump in i want to jump in with the voiceover stuff before the must do disney stuff like how'd you get started where did all that come yeah. from you're you're an award-winning accomplished juilliard graduate you know voiceover artist and and i want to just kind of hear where all this comes from well first i have to say how much do we love Jen? A lot. Oh, we love Jen quite a bit. Can we just talk about her like million watt personality and like how much do we love Jen? Yes. Okay. I just yes. have to have that on the record. Now, I also, I can't wait to go on Divas again and go, 
We love Jen. We love David Dollar. Just want to get that on. The, I'm, I'm, that'll be great. That'll be great. Just want to say. Can we talk about exactly? Yes. Um, and you can always talk about how much you love David Dollar. Let's just say that. But yeah. So and proceed, please. Wait, with whatever. Email me that so I can put that. Just make sure I have that in my. <laughs> Done. Uh, anyway, I digress. There was a yes. question. Ah, voiceover. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So. I have been a performer pretty much my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, dance and choreography and teaching was the whole first chunk of my life. And then I got into theater and on-camera acting, TV, film stuff. And that was all when I was still over on, on the East Coast and in the Midwest and the South. And, and then this little Disney venture happened. And, uh, and then that was a catalyst for me to come to Los Angeles and um, I, there's a man named Richard Kraft who uh, we, I did his documentary called Finding Craftland. We just, I just did a, an interview with him recently. Um, and he was a, he's a TV, uh, I'm sorry, a broadcast, a Broadway film composer agent mm -hmm. and a huge Disney collector. And so he did this big documentary about him and his family. And it turned into like this countdown kind of, top seven sort of theme thing. Anyway, it was a big catalyst for me to move out here after we did that. And I just, I was ready for some changes in my life. So I said, why not go somewhere easy? <laughs> I'll just go to Los Angeles. And if you want to do it the easy way. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the only one who's ever done that, right? <laughs> Nobody goes to LA, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's like no one here who does acting. Okay, so anyway. So I, I like a good challenge. So two of my best friends from New York have been out here for a while. And I was like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? So I said, let me go to a giant pond and see what happens. So I had done a little, little bit of voiceover before I moved here. But when I got here, I was obviously doing TV and film and doing hosting. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted to do voiceover too, because I loved the craft of it and mm -hmm. the challenge of it and the pureness of it, the pureness mm -hmm. of the storytelling, because you can't be seen. And so everything really has to come through you into the microphone and bring people in. So I, uh, I said, well, let me try that. Let me try to get and add that to my arsenal of entertainment. Um, That's not me, I promise. <laughs> It's Hollywood calling. <laughs> he just got a huge role. That's right. And you'll get to it right after the show. Yay. That's how it happened. <laughs> I, pardon me. I thought I'd turn my ringer off. So anyway, so I I got involved in voiceover here. I actually um, you know made a demo, um, which is actually how I met Chuck. And because uh, he Chuck Duran is the quintessential demo producer director. And I said, okay, you know, let's, let's um, do my demo. And I started working in voiceover in addition to my on-camera stuff. And I got to a point where in the last several years, I just, uh, I felt really gripped more by it than the on-camera stuff. I mean, I love Disney. I, that, that is like my holy grail hosting mm -hmm. thing. Um, and I, I've done a ton of commercials and you know TV film stuff and it's been great, but I got to a point where I was just not loving some of the opportunities that I was getting. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you need to be in gratitude about what you're doing and you need to be mm -hmm. in a place of 
really wanting to be there mm-hmm. and not wishing you were somewhere else. So I kind of a few years ago got to a point where I said, I want to let go of some things to make room for things I want more. And so mm-hmm. a few years ago was when I really, really said, I want to go hardcore into voiceover more and more. And I'm still obviously doing our web show and Disney, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as far as the traditional on camera, I just said, I'm going to put a nice bookmark in that. And if something grips me down the road, great, but otherwise let somebody else have those opportunities because right. that's their joy. Sure. Uh, so, so yeah, it's been wonderful. And I feel kind of like, you know, how, when you say, it's like, it's like when you put on, that great outfit that you love, you know, David. How oh, I know how it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I changed three times before we did this. And so I understand. Okay, Jen and I are related because Jen knows passion is, <laughs> you know, fashion is my passion, but 100%. you know, you just know when something, you know, when you hold the right person's hand or you do the right thing, like you just, yeah. you're in that groove and it just is effortless and it feels mm-hmm. like it's not work. Mm-hmm. You're putting energy and time and passion into it, but you're not working. Yeah. at it it's just you're digging in because it's important and it's a priority so that's mm-hmm. kind of where i am and when it's a joy to dig into what you love it doesn't feel like work and you don't care if you're doing the longest hours ever <laughs> exactly well, yeah. in, in, in one of the episodes i watched of vo buzz buzz weekly i was kind of flipping through and just kind of looking at some of the names and you had june foray who was the voice of of, of rocky and one of the things that caught me just in that little clip was simply you don't do it for the money. You do it because you love it. You do it because you love to do what you do, which is why she's been in animation like 300 years before she, you know, she passed away recently at a very, very, yeah. very young age of what, 90 something. I mean, just yeah, I mean, a legend actually. Really almost, almost right up to the end. I mean, she was working and mm. yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing. I think that if you go after most things, whatever mm-hmm. you're, career is if you go after it with the idea of I'm going to get rich or famous or I just think that at the end of the day when you're in your rocking chair and you're 100 years old like (laughs) you don't sit back and go oh I wish I had had 10,000 more followers or Mm -hmm. I wish I had you you strip away the stuff that can't be bought and you say what matters who did I impact how Mm -hmm. did I did I leave situations in a blessing state, did mm-hmm. I contribute? Did I love well? Did I live well? Was I loyal? Was I kind? And I think all of those things for me anyway, I I don't I don't find in my work, I, I go at it really hard, don't get me wrong. I am on the clock more than I'm off. Right. It feels like it's just part of my being. It's not mm-hmm. just okay, I have to do this because it really is part of who I am. Everything that I do there is a sprinkle of me in it because it's so immensely personal and, um, and it's important to me. So whatever's important to me, whatever matters to me, you have to pry my fingers off. Of <laughs> what, at what point did you decide that I'm good at this? Like, I, like, and you know, I'm sure you had been doing it for a long time, even before you decided this is what my full career would be. But like, at what point do you think to yourself, this is what I want to do. I'm good. And I, I'm, I mean, that you can move forward with it. Well, I always, I appreciate that, that kind, those kind of words. I always know that I can be better. Right. Uh, I always know that I can do anything better, but I feel like 
It's not, for me, it's not so much. I mean, sure, it's great when you get the bookings mm-hmm. and you make a little cash. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta that keep good. the cats in the lifetime. <laughs> but, because uh, that's really why I do what I do is for the cats. But mm-hmm. I think I, I get as much excitement. I mean, I get, I get to work from home a lot mm-hmm. and I audition a lot and I get told no a lot. Like, a lot, all right. Time, right? Sure. <laughs> a know? performer, I mean, it's performer's life right there. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So if I really try to operate in the mindset of my level of joy, happiness, contentment with myself, is confidence in my work is not in direct proportion with my number of bookings. Mm. Because there will be times when it's like, whoa, I can barely keep it all going. There's so many good things left, <laughs> right? And then there's times when it's like, hi, no, no, my number and email have not changed. Hello? <laughs> Is this on, Tess, right? It happens. It does. It happens. Yeah. And so I don't go, oh, I'm, I'm happy when I'm working and I'm unhappy mm-hmm. when I'm not working. Because again, I always remind myself that whatever matters the most to me cannot be taken away from me. Mm. And so I'm going to win some and lose some, but the joy I get and the excitement I get from opening my inbox and it's like, Oh, look at these opportunities I get to play, to bring something, to learn something. If it's something that's like corporate or, you know, like Mm. a non broadcast thing Mm. where it's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that about HVAC. That's fascinating. Right. I mean, so it's always a chance to learn. I mean, every situation, right, is an opportunity yeah. for punishment. So Absolutely. every time I don't get the booking, I'm like, bah, bah. then I should be doing something else. Right. Yeah. Because right. if you're not happy doing what you're doing, we live in a time and a place where you can make another choice. So for me, I try to stay in a, in a constant state of contentment and happiness and truth and, and, and authenticity. So it still makes me excited. I do have a rule with myself though, two rules, because I work a lot from home, my home studio. I have to, I cannot stay in what I slept in. Mm, Okay. uh, Sometimes I feel like being super sparkly. Sometimes I, you know, (laughs) But it's like whatever I slept in is not what I remain in. So that's just for me, my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing is that once I close my studio door and walk down the hall, it's gone. I don't think about, I I log in what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a Virgo, right? So my logs are like a thing of beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you guys are going to get along great. (laughs) I alphabetize my spices. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Anyway, but I, I log in what I do because, you know, sometimes months will go by and they'll be like, hey, that thing worked out. And I'm like, oh, let me go back. Okay. But I, I, I log it in. And then once I walk down my hallway, that's it. Mm. I, I don't think about, oh, gosh, what should I have done? Or do you think I'm going to get it? Mm. Because the expectation mm-hmm. will drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can't control everything. I may have done something brilliant, but that isn't always enough. 
because there's a million other aspects to it that I can't control. So mm-hmm. I focus on doing what I can do to the very best of my ability and to keep raising my bar for myself so that I don't just, I'm not phoning it in. And then after that, I just have to say, okay, it's going to work out. It's going to work out however it's going to work out. And I just believe, I just believe. Honestly, and this, this is why I always love talking to you because it's inspiring too. And it's true because you're like, this is truth. If you live in that state of gratitude and you're constantly trying to do better, like you're going to succeed at some level. I mean, there's no option. Like I just love it. My wife and I have had several conversations over the quarantine months. You know, we're she's working at home as well. And of course we're watching because as a travel agent, I'm watching my, my budget projected income kind of sink a little bit lower, a little bit lower, a little bit lower, (laughs) um, lower, lower, lower. And so, you know, the conversations we would have, are we were looking at the budget and feel a little down, but it's, it is a sense of, we're very blessed as to what we have and we're very blessed mm-hmm. as to where we are. And, mm-hmm. and that's very pejorative to say that because a lot of people say that, but looking specifically, you know, honey, we're blessed that we have this on the book still and look at mm-hmm. next month. And so-and-so is happening and we work for a great company and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I think that's a great attitude to have, especially mm-hmm. in these months that we've had when everybody's yeah. just been so topsy turvy and up and down and nobody knows when the next, the next hammer is going to fall or yeah. the next door is going to open. It's just so up in the air. I know. And I have to tell you, my heart is so heavy for those people that have lost their jobs Mm -hmm. for Disney, for other companies, Mm -hmm. people that are really, really being tested and pushed past the limits that they have, that they never thought Mm -hmm. they would be. So I, that is not lost on me at all. And, and I don't, I don't mean to make light of any of that. Um, Oh, and you're not at all. You're definitely not. Well, but for me, I, uh, you know, even there's been times when I've been flattened in my life. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't just knocked down. It was like, hey, steamroller, she's down, go for it. And it's like, the steamroller yeah. goes like, <laughs> but for whatever reason, my wiring, I say, like, if I'm on fire, at least I'm warm. I have to find, I have yeah. to find a reason to get back up. Yep. Fall down seven times, get back get up. Get back up. That's right. I, I just have to because in my mind, it can always be worse. Mm-hmm. It can always be worse. And as yes. long as I have breath in my body, mm-hmm. it may not happen overnight. It may not happen easily, seamlessly, but I have to find something. Mm-hmm. And even it's just that I can have enough moisture in my body to shed tears. At least I'm not dehydrated. Right. <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's true. <laughs> I do. I just do. And you know, my parents are my hero and my shero. Mm-hmm. And I, they're always incredible role models to me of, of work ethic and discipline and sacrifice because they did so much of that so that I can be where I am. So mm-hmm. everything that I have I share with them and my sisters because they just showed up for me from the day I was born. And so they're always great role models to me of perspective. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this recently, uh, my family and I, that, you know, keeping that perspective that the sun is not out all the time mm-hmm. and it doesn't rain all the time. Mm-hmm. 
So you got. Nor does it need to. Nor, nor does the sun need to be at it all the time. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't need to rain all the time. So yes, you got to have to take one with the other. So that makes. I mean, sense. things bloom in the rain. They need rain to yep. bloom, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So and also it helps too that, and this is a transition a little bit into just the voiceover gardening. itself. Gardening You're, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> gardening segment. No. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. No, I mean, you're very good at what you do. And th I think that a lot of people, and I guess if you dive into it, you obviously think it's more than just talking. But if you just on the surface, it's like, oh, it's a voiceover. You're just reading a script. I listen to probably 40 or 50 audiobooks a year. That's the only way I can read is audiobooks. And I can pick up a good narrator like that. Whether mm -hmm. And I've abandoned books I've wanted to read for years because I'm like, that narrators, I can't handle the narrator. And so having a voice that people can listen to, something that's very clear, very coherent, not too annoying, not too deep. I mean, just something that really works. I mean, that's, there's something to be said for really good voiceover. And I think that's a talent that you definitely have is, you know, it's not easy. I, just from what I can tell, it's not easy. Well, it, it's, I mean, there's, uh, it's really storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Even if you're, I mean, the challenge is, and you hear people say this a lot, that I have a great voice and it's great, but it's like, um, and this has been said, um, actually the, the owner of, of, of my agency that I'm with, he says, you know, you have a piano, this beautiful Steinway piano, but if you don't know how to play it, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, it's, true. It, it's like, it's like every, every craft skill, you know, I think it's your responsibility to honor it and mm. become the best at it and figure out, you know, not everybody is going to be able to do everything in voiceover. Right. Not right. everybody. I mean, I've done, uh, I, I did some audio, a couple audio books and I, and I loved doing it. Um, but I don't want to devote my entire voiceover career to doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody has certain things. Some people are amazing in animation and video games, and some people are more about uh, commercials or promos or movie trailers. I mean, some people have a ton of versatility, which is great. But if you don't, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. It just means that you have to really figure out like what what you do well, mm -hmm. what your signature is, what your joy is. I mean. People have said to me, like, voiceover, if you take a book and go into a closet, not even necessarily a walk-in closet, a small closet, go into that closet with that book and read out loud, not just mumbling through it, but read it out loud with purpose mm. and stay in there by yourself for a half an hour. And after, after five minutes, you're like, whew. I'm sweating and I'm into it. <laughs> if after two minutes or 10 minutes, you're like, okay, um, can I please be done now? Mm. It may not be for you because the thing is, as much as I love to perform and I love an audience, a lot of the time you're performing for yourself. You may have people mm. in your headphones uh, and especially now with everything that's going on in the world, you're not necessarily in person doing sessions. And mm. so you don't have that immediate people going, oh, I'm doing air ha mm -hmm. clapping hands and laughing or, or you don't have that. So you have to find that excitement and that joy of like, oh, I nailed that performance and nobody's there. <laughs> <laughs> they go, okay, great. Thanks. Hold on. We're going to put that together. And you're just like, 
Ginger. See? Right? So, right? Exactly. You know. I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> not every performer likes voiceover and not every voiceover. And even as a voice actor, if you don't want an audience, you still have to get used to that because you're still performing. Mm-hmm. There's still feedback. There's still, right. no, we didn't get that. Or yes, there's a lot of, a lot of layers to it. So I think people have to understand themselves, most of all. Mm-hmm. And do you have, do you know yourself and have stories to tell that it may seem weird, but if you're talking about the latest refrigerator, there's a story in that. And maybe you don't like refrigerators. Maybe you're anti-fridge, right? But <laughs> it could happen. Maybe. No. But is there something you layer in there that you love that comes through that no one knows you're talking about picture frames when you're supposed to be talking about a refrigerator, but they hear your interest, they hear mm. your love, they hear your excitement or your intrigue about this thing. So it really is about being able to convey emotion, excitement, mystery, Mm. intrigue, danger, whatever is being asked of you. And sometimes you get a whole book to do it. Sometimes you get three words to do it. Mm. So I think finding and appreciating the craft that there are skills like the microphone technique and there are absolute skills Mm. and, and there's amazing coaches that that can help guide you. Hmm. Uh, it's not just reading and it's not just having a nice voice. It's a lot more than that. And I think that now as, as the entertainment industry has really opened to voiceover, I think people realize like, oh, this is a really cool gig, but it is not as easy as people think. Mm. I, just, I feel like yeah. I just went to a TED talk. That's awesome. Like, I know. That was... <laughs> Thank you for coming to Stacey Adswell talk. I love it. I love it. All right. So now, and, and I know that you talk about this a lot because this is what people ask you about probably most, a lot of the time anyway. Uh, and that's must do Disney. And I've got to know how did this come about? Where did this come from? And, and I have, a, I yeah. have a lot to say on must do Disney, but I do want to find out just the history of, and, and all that. Well, it is my, it is my joy. It is my magical baby. Uh, <laughs> this beautiful gift of an experience came into my life in 2005. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to last for a year. So I am beyond grateful to still be here and still have people not throwing their shoes at the channel and being interested in what I have to say and do. Uh, and it was really, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom was visiting and, and I got an opportunity. I, I would drive to Atlanta a lot. Maybe that's why we thought I was in Atlanta. I think that's why I thought you were in Atlanta. I'm like, she goes to Atlanta a lot. She's- <laughs> when I lived in Charlotte, I would drive there a lot. It was not uncommon to be like, oh, you have an audition in Atlanta. Okay, you get in the car, you drive like four hours each way and you know, or Wilmington, Delaware, and you go do your audition and yeah. great. Uh, and I remember when my mom was in town visiting and we drove to Atlanta for something else. And while we were there, the casting director said, hey, I have this thing tomorrow for this Disney hosting thing. Uh, I'll put you on tape today so you don't have to drive back tomorrow. Okay, that's nice. So I'm, it was some infomercial 
some time worn <laughs> time life infomercials. Time life. <laughs> and I was like, so I like I you know and I and my my car trunk had literally everything in it. So it's like you need golf clubs, you need a cheerleading prom queen in a bathing suit. <laughs> I got it, you know. So I had like everything. So I was like, okay, I'm like rummaging through my trunk. I'm like, mom, I gotta find something like theme park appropriate. Theme okay. <laughs> and I had never been to Disney World ever in my life. It blows my mind. I'm like, what do theme park people wear? So I like, put on, you know, and so I try to learn this thing. It was a nice little chunk of copy. And she's like, you don't have to have it memorized. I'm like, okay. But you know, me, I'm like, no, we're a favor. So I said, well, I got to do my best. So I tried to, you know, and so I, she put me on tape and then lo and I would be drive back to Charlotte. And then a couple of days later, thankfully they, I got a call back and to meet the director. So we drove back and uh, I did that. And, and it was, uh, it was a very quick process because they had taken a nationwide search and they had been mm -hmm. taking a while and they needed to get this thing into production. So it was a really quick turnaround from the time I found out I booked it and was on the plane flying wow. to Orlando. And it was my, it was a lot of firsts for me. It was my first time doing a straight to camera hosting gig. Mm. It was my first time at Walt Disney World. Um, it was, it was just, it was that moment. And you, and you guys probably mm -hmm. know how this feels where you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, when are they going to realize they totally screwed up? <laughs> and they're like, who is this dingling girl who's like, hey, how are ya? I'm Jackie and some wedges. Woo, you know? Like I was like, oh God. How you feel like a fraud. I understand. Home? Right. I keep waiting for Jen to call me and go, you know, Dave, this podcast podcast thing's not working out. The travel agent thing's not working out. We got a replacement. Sorry, I we we're not pushing record. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> And so I remember the first time I went, they put me up at the Grand Floridian. Okay. I walk into the Grand Flow and I'm like, oh, I thought I was in a movie. Mm -hmm. it, it's so, ex and I love blue and yellow together anyway. Anyway. Oh, yes. So I was just like, just gobsmacked with this beautiful place and all these people and it just, and so, we, we start shooting um, in World Showcase was the first oh. And I remember looking out over the lake and it's very early in the morning mm. and I'm in my little cute little like smock shirt that I love with the bell sleeves. That shirt. Uh, <laughs> that I, still I probably know the outfit too. I've I know exactly all so which one. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is that, that, that shirt is in my personal Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> And if I have, to, I have to run out of my house, that is one of the things I will be grabbing. Yeah. But anyway, because it, it's such a, like a momentous mm. thing. It's, it's more than a shirt. It's like this just symbol of such a beautiful journey. Oh, yeah. And so I just remember looking out over the lake and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is something really special. And just be in your body, mm -hmm. do your best, and don't miss a moment. Don't mm -hmm. waste a moment of this, of this experience because they saw something in, in you mm -hmm. and just prove them right. And so every time I go, every time, 15 and a half years later, I still have that same idea that just enjoy it 
and keep proving them right. Keep showing up and doing your best because that will always be enough. And this will go on however it goes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to an end someday, how could I ever be unhappy? How could I ever be sad? Because it's just, I I just, I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for the people I've gotten to work with, for all the beautiful people who, who have said such wonderful things over the years to me, who have shared their experiences of their children being born or their engagements or their family reunions or what, I mean, I, I, I say this a lot, but it's true. I, I am so honored to be a part of the happiest times in people's lives. It just, mm. it never gets old. And I'm, I just, so thank you. You know, you guys who've always been so sweet to me and all the people listening, I just, you have no idea how much it means to me. Well, at this point, if they ever decided to change the must-dos <laughs> and if they ever decided to replace you, I could tell you Disney fans would riot. Yes. <laughs> be like, well, and what? it's it's that's that's funny, but just to say this about must do Disney, I mean you're you're an icon to millions Literally. of people because that's how they know you. That's how they know Disney. You're the face of Disney because for mm-hmm. a long time you turned the TV on and you were the channel that popped up. Um, over recent years, you've had to turn to find you. And uh, the last time I went, you had to turn to a lot of channels to find you because everything's so outdated now. And there you are on talking about fast passes and stuff. And it's like, (laughs) what? Um, and so actually the channel that was listed on the guide is Stacy's must do Disney. There was like Disney channel, all stars and they're singing songs and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is not gonna, I'm flipping channels. I'm like, where's Stacy? Where's Stacy? Um, but I've, I've seen, cause I follow you on Twitter and I've seen so many people that will post, you know, pictures of you on the TV and they're like, vacation starts now, or this is the first thing we do. And I honestly think that, you know, and and I'm sure you realize it, but if you don't, I got to tell you that you are the face of Disney World for a generation because this is how people identify you. And your stuff's on, the stuff's on YouTube now. And actually, like, just Mm -hmm. working, even before this podcast even came to be over the years, I would pull it up and watch a 20-minute, you doing 20 minutes of Must Do Disney, and that would get me expired again. I'm like, okay, you know, it's been a bad day, but oh, I'm watching, and I was in a Facebook thread not too long ago commenting on something and I threw out the line, you know, look at that chunker munker. And that looks like my uncle Phil and people knew exactly what I was talking about. Those chompers. Yeah. Exactly. So you are like, you're, you're iconic to the Disney, Disney community. Literally. There's so many things going on, but you really are an icon. And honestly, I really do believe, and I mean this in all sincerity, I believe that Disney should award Disney legends to cast members mm-hmm. and to people like yourself. Like you that. would be, you would be one. You Literally. would be one more than some people I know that are Disney legends. I'm like, yeah. that person's not a legend. Alan Tudyk uh, is a legend. Alan Tudyk's not a legend. Stacey Oswald's not a legend. What is wrong? Yeehaw Bob's not a legend. What's wrong with this picture? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, you are, you're a, you're an icon for a generation of Disney fans. You really oh, are. Thank you. I mean, that is so, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Let me just like, squeeze my head (laughs) i worked on that speech so you know that is is so that is beyond i mean you have no idea like i have a little moisture (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thank you i mean i i you know i it's it's kind of like what we were saying earlier i mean you know yes it is a a job Mm -hmm. um but at this point now and even very early in the whole beginning of the top seven. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I look in that camera, I feel like I'm talking to all of you. I really do. Like, I feel like you I are. 
This is Lee's friend. Um, I talk back to you. I'm like, yes, Stacey. We'll we'll be in the room and I'll be quoting the lines. And my wife's like, shut up. And I'm like, you're going to get wet. I can't. I cannot say that attraction without doing the hand motion. Seriously. Like, and why would you? It's so fantastic. no, but thank you guys so much. I mean, really, I, um, you know, I don't know any in any given day what's going to happen and who does, mm-hmm. but, you know, would I secretly love to somehow, I mean, who knows, hopefully the world will, will be a little safer soon, but, you know, uh, the 50th is coming up and, mm-hmm. I, you know, wouldn't that be so fun be to be able to be a part of that? But, you know, I know right now, I mean, I know there was, I, um, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I know there was a lot of people concerned that I was gone, but I think probably with everything that's going on, it makes more sense. Yes. Obviously they need to have everything more readily available yeah. about the protocols and what people can and can't do. And so- Well, just know this, that if you're not involved in the 50th celebration in any kind of must do or kind of video or something, there will be hordes of people wondering why you're not involved. So that's so. Just know that that if you're not involved, there are a whole lot of people. Where's Stacy? Why Stacy not doing? And I feel bad Stacey. for whoever might be actually hosting it because they're going to get hate mail. Because like you're not Stacy. What are you I'm doing? Sorry, I'm sorry. You who who are exactly. you? Exactly. I don't want to must do Brenda. We got to must do Stacy. What's our heck? Stranger danger. <laughs> oh, so real quick before we, we kind of wrap up and everything. Um, <laughs> <Brenda>. <laughs> That just doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because everyone knows Stacey. I would, uh, whatever happens, we need to make a pact, everyone. Put your little paws in the air. I'm we not doing it. I'm going to complain. To whomever he. I have a podcast platform. I'm going to use it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, a gin will call the bobs. It's just, it, you know. <laughs> my direct line to the bobs, you know. <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh. So, okay. So when you're filming must do Disney stuff, I, I, cause it was your first time to Disney world. Did you get a day to explore the parks and then do it? Or did they put you on a ride? Then you come off the ride. Then you, are you just, are you talking about the rides without actually having done them? I mean, how did that work? Everything that I did, we had a lot of, uh, wardrobe. We mm-hmm. had to do all of that, uh, a day or you know, a couple of days before I, we had to pick all the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of trying on clothes, which was Hello. <laughs> um, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, oh hair and makeup wardrobe. Yay. Um, no. Oh my gosh. It's like, oh please, sure. I'll try on 74 more things. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yes, it was fantastic. So we did all that and then we started rolling. And so there was no rehearsal. Like I didn't uh, I didn't experience like my first time on the original test track was on camera. You know, everything was done. And then sometimes we would do it multiple times, right. which was so fun. That's awesome. Which <laughs> has ruined me now because now I'm like, what? What do you mean go back? What? Uh, so it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse, but I love, you know, so they, everything was filmed as it was happening and some things are scripted. And then there's times when they want B-roll and they'll say, okay, go over there and, do stuff, play with stuff. And then I just improvise. And then it's always fun to see what gets yeah. in, what doesn't. But uh, yeah, so there was no sort of, because everything is so, we don't want to interrupt people's experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we, and especially early on, because people are kind of like, who's that? I might as well be, have been must be. <laughs> no one knew who I was. <laughs> 
excuse me, lady. You know, I was like, so, um, and then as the years went on and it was like, oh, there she is. Oh, that's her. So then people would stop. And it was always fun because people would stop and watch. Mm-hmm. And so I was always like, okay, I got to get it on the first take. And so it was kind of fun, but everything was really programmed. And so like, you know, when, we, when the monorail had to go behind mm-hmm. me, I had to get it because we couldn't mm-hmm. afford them in the production schedule. You couldn't just make the monorail do it on your, on your schedule. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things I would do multiple takes of, mm-hmm. which I will do something a thousand times if that's what you need for your side of it. But I don't want a thousand takes because I'm dropping the ball and not saying what I need to say. And right. 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 So there were some things where it was like, all right, let's be clear. We have to get this one, two for a safety and a safety. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay. And I'm competitive. I'm, you know, I'm a skater. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to get it. And so like, for me, I still, and even in voiceover, when I'm in my booth and no one's there or whether it's an audition or a session, mm-hmm. I still have that approach of, and even sometimes when I'm doing voiceover, I do it as if I'm on camera because something mm-hmm. for me have that sensibility. Don't you think Jen, right? Ab- like, oh yeah, think- absolutely. Some things are like on camera mm-hmm. more of that than, than a voiceover read. So I, I still always have in my mind, you have to nail it. Nail mm-hmm. it. You can do five takes, but they all have to be usable and pristine. Yep. That's just my own little like game I play with myself. Same well, way. When you, when you were talking, I was just imagining <laughs> you standing in front of Splash Mountain yelling, you're going to get wet. And people are like, stop yelling. What are you yelling at me for? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get wet. You, you're going to get wet. <laughs> Listen, I bet you Stacy's a one take Sally. She's a one. I always oh, yeah. try to be the one take Sally. Like, yep. all right, do it in one take. Yep, and now, we're done. I don't want to brag, but I am pretty. I am pretty. Uh, you know, because I when I show up there, I I'm not messing around. You right. know, like because there's a lot. I mean, I'm the one you see, but there's a lot of work that goes into what you guys. And find. you don't want to be the one that everything's the reason Absolutely. everybody's falling behind. You do your job correctly. Mm-hmm. Let everybody else figure their stuff out as you do yours. That makes yep. sense. And you also don't want to be the person when people are talking in a group and you walk up and they stop talking. Right. Yeah, that's bad. Because that's code for, wait, here she, here she comes. Here she goes, hi, uh-huh. No. <laughs> you don't want to be that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I the conversation to continue when I walk up. Oh, hey, Stacey, we were just talking about, right? You know right. what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's yep. the worst thing in the world is when you're in a chat with some people and like you chime in and then everybody just stops talking it's miserable <laughs> i understand that i get it i get it <laughs> so uh, a little fun fact about slash mountain which sadly slash mountain but yeah. is i you know when i scream you're gonna get wet what you don't see is that i'm standing on another human being because i'm so sure no <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that as one of the amazing casting coordinators who, you know, that, and the whole coordination of the people you see in the shots with yeah. me, all the extras casting, an amazing team of people that make all mm-hmm. that look so beautiful and effortless. Yeah. But I was, I was standing on it. He's, he's a very hardy individual. So God love him. But I was, I was not like the, we couldn't get the frame right. I was like, oh, and so you can't really have a chair and stuff. So he right. was like, Okay, so he like literally is like, and I'm oh sick. He's back. You know, I had an idea. Disney Plus should pick you up and do a 
a behind the scenes must do show. Like <laughs> when you narrate, it. you kind of in the studio with somebody else. You're like, oh, look, watch this. Go to the whole show and just kind of get behind the scenes. And they could charge for that. I would pay 20 bucks for that. I would easily pay you to watch that. Straight that would be up. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 there'd be a whole segment called Hide the Bruises. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank goodness that, that, that the Disney clothing is, is tasteful because the mini skirts aren't too mini because it would be like, what happened to her? You know, because this stuff happens and especially the water stuff and you bump mm. it. Oh, yeah. Yep. camera and, you know just like it's just wear and tear and the and I don't know about you but I bruise kind of easily in certain areas and it's like oh well there you go yeah, <laughs> yeah. so high praise and props to the makeup mm. beautiful makeup uh, women who have hidden my my traumas so I, I need to ask you a question how many of those bruises are from roller skating or roller derby <laughs> roller derby <laughs> I so want to do roller derby for you now, Jen, but uh, I, well, I have had many bruises from my, my roller skating uh, competitive days. Yes, many, you know, because you go big and sometimes it doesn't work out and you go, ow, and then the, the, the proof of what didn't work shows up the next day. (laughs) In all its black and blue glory. When it starts to change colors, yay! You're like, ooh. <laughs> oh, look, it's a rainbow now. Yes, awesome. it's getting better. <laughs> yeah, but no, I did. I skated for many years, and uh, it was a beautiful. It was a fun experience. I started doing it when I was little with my sisters, and then oh. did it for a bunch of years, and then took a you know, then the whole dance thing happened, and I was sure doing that professionally, and then I kind of rediscovered it when I had moved to the Midwest, and I was there by myself, and. Um, you know, it's like a weird, it's like a weird underground club, you know, like yeah. you, you're like, Oh, are you a skater? Yeah, I'm a skater. Is there a club? Yeah, there's a club here. Okay. <laughs> Find the rink with the competitive club. And it's like, Oh, there's, co-, you know, it's like a listen. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, when you say you, you skate like artistry, I mean, is, is that basically like a roller skating version of ice skating where they do the, the, the tutorials? Like, I don't know. Cause I'm thinking roller derby where the big track and you're going around the circle and you're whipping each other around and bumping each other. That's my roller derby. So, you know, same thing, not the same thing. No helmets, no knee pads, no padding. No, mm-hmm. um, it's artistic roller skating. So it is similar to figure skating. Mm. Um, What's interesting is, you know, with ice skating, with figure skating, there's things you can't do on roller skates yeah. and vice versa. There's things on roller skates that you can't do on the blade. So right. um, it's kind of, I feel like artistic roller skating sort of like the, the unfortunate looking stepchild of figure skating. <laughs> because it's like, it's like, I think figure skating is very like, they don't want anything remotely similar very elegant mm-hmm. and very precise yeah. and yeah and roller I, skating is like driving burgers to the car at the sonic so yeah <laughs> that's kind of the, that's the image you get the stiletto or mm-hmm. the chunky wedge heel you know? <laughs> mm. uh, which both have merit i think Correct. but I, at one point i mean there there's there you can go to like the worlds there's a worlds of roller mm. skating um for certain levels of events and certain things but you know there's no olympic championships mm-hmm. for roller skating. Right. I think at one time the Pan Am games or something, but oh. you know, it has kind of its own little culture. And 
so, but it, what's really cool is like, it's such a neat group of people and I've made lifelong friends. Mm. My, my coaches are part of my family. I mean, even though I don't skate, they still hold out hope that someday. She's like, coming back one day. It's so weird. It's literally like riding a bike. Like there are people that compete into their eighties. It's amazing. Oh like, my God. That is it's awesome. Such a fountain. It's like a rolling fountain of youth with rhinestones on it. Like there's people that literally will compete well into their 60s, 70s, and 80s. It's amazing. And it's just a really cool culture because you have this mm. competitive element, but yet you do become like a family, even though you're competing against each other. Because at the end of the day, like there are judges that score you and you have to have certain components and, and technical merit and all that. But you're really competing against yourself because you have this X amount of time, whether it's the figure skate, the figures where you're tracing the, the mm -hmm. line on the floor that's like, you know, less than a half an inch wide and, or whether you're doing partner dance or solo dance, you, it's still really like, you just have to do your best and mm. some judges will see it and some judges will really knock you down. But at the end of the day, like you really, you have to deliver it. Like it's your time to deliver that. Right. So, yeah. um, it was, it was just so much fun. I got to compete, you know, and win a bunch of national championships. And that was really fun. And I just, I mean, I love sparkles and mm. I love the, that, <laughs> just that the high stakes of it. Like, yes. Jen, you'd be good at this. I think you'd really would, would excel at this. Yeah, it would be amazing. And yeah. Or so you would look at it and doing it anyway. Oh, you, the fashion you. would be no, literally like Stacey's talking about. It, I'm like, I should see if there's one around here. Cause that would be fun. Oh my gosh. You I would be so Derby. good and you're such a good performer. And like, I mean, just the smile and the relating to the crowd and people are cheering. Oh my God. And then the costume, that's like the best part is when you pick the oh. color and the design. <laughs> are you kidding me? Makeup. Oh yeah. Well, you just need a Netflix series called like a rom-com series called the rolling edge. And that's how you get roller skating. <laughs> the zeitgeist people would follow. Uh, I'm in my mid forties and like, I can't even stop yet. I still have to run into things to stop. Um, but I think that would bring, you can't snow plow on the roller skates. Yeah, I'm sure I can't, cause like I can't, I can't lean forward. Like if I lean forward to stop with little stoppers in the front, I just fall over. So I just yeah. run into the wall. And I'm like, Ugh, good. Which I don't roller skate yeah. very much as you can wow. tell, but we need a well, rom-com series. I got to roller skate. I was the on-court host for the, um, the WNBA LA sparks. Team. Oh, mm -hmm. And I was doing that. I was their encore host for a couple seasons. And I remember saying to the owners, uh, kind of during the middle of the first season, hey, any chance? Because I, it's really cool because like it was at Staples Center and I'm mm -hmm. on the court and everyone's like rolling. And I, but I'm like, I'm like this big and I have to be over here. And then I've got to be up in the stands. And I'm like, man, if I could have my skates on, this would be so <laughs> much more efficient. So I said to them, hey, just throwing this out there, could I maybe possibly be on my roller skate doing this? With the, and they have this great little Sparky, the mascot, and the guy mm -hmm. who did it was amazing, this cute dog. And Aww. like, I would hold the tail and he, and I would do like a shoot the duck and he would like pull me around, it was so fun. Oh my gosh! Right, so, so it was so great because I would be like climbing up in the stands to do like the fan stuff and giveaways and then I have to be down on the court. And you know, like basketball, if there's like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, they, you gotta be mm -hmm. everywhere doing Fine everything. Yep. So they were like, um, and I said, listen, I'll sign a waiver if you need me to, but I'm like, I am a thousand percent confident I can do this. I have no problem running up the stairs and down the stairs in my skates. They're like, okay. So they let me do it. 
Oh my God. You guys, it was so oh. fun. So they called me Roller Girl. And even, oh even with like my skates on, I mean, these beautiful <laughs> women, these like beautiful athletes, they were like still towering over me. They'd be like, hey, Roller Girl, I'm like, hey, you know. <laughs> but it was so fun and it was sort of like my thing. And um, that was just like a blast to say that I could roll around. That is so, that. going upstairs in skates, that's just, I, I can't even fathom that. That's that's as good as any voiceover you've ever done. That's a, that's a talent. That's <laughs> He's he's, a, he's actually more impressed that you. I'm actually more impressed by that game. now. Who cares about those two? <laughs> I'm just gonna find a video of you going up and down stairs and skates. <laughs> I buried the lead. Sorry. You did. Right? You did. Well, as we start to wrap up, because I don't, I, we definitely don't. Well, we could talk forever, but we can't right. talk forever, unfortunately. Uh, what are you doing now? That's the question. Yes. Is where can people find you now? What are you doing now? What's happening with Stacey right now? Besides being on this amazing podcast. Well, besides that, which again, very happy. I, I was just had this thought of what if I could do must do Disney on roller skates. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, if we could make this a thing. Excuse me, Iger. Iger. <laughs> Who needs a segue? It's your own personal segue. That is awesome. Um, anyways, uh, back, Stacy, focus. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find me. I am on uh, social. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on Facebook, host Stacy J. Aslod, and Instagram and Twitter. I don't do a lot of Twitter. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I do Instagram. And, um, and I have my uh, web show, Veal Buzz Weekly, which mm -hmm. you can watch on YouTube. And on, we have an audio version on iTunes and there's an app as well. And right now we're not in production. It's not safe to be in production, but we, we have like literally 500 videos uh, on, the, on the channel. We just hit like 4 million views on the awesome. channel, which is pretty fun. But that's my digital baby that I love, that I produce mm -hmm. and host with Chuck. Duran. And so that's really fun. And then I have my website and I, you know, update that here and there. And I have some stuff going on voiceover wise that I can't quite talk about yet, but, um, I was in final fantasy seven remake. That was really oh, fun. That's so cool. <laughs> that was fun. And so it's fun when people go, I think I heard you. I'm like, was I an orphan? Was I a woman who lost her, you know, whatever. So it's like always fun to see where you pop up in the games, but mm -hmm. that's um, cool. so it's like every day is kind of a new adventure. I never know quite what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, and find out, you know, I haven't been doing, I've been a little uh, less social than normal. It's just a lot's been going on. And, you yeah. know, I just feel like there's a lot of more important things going on. Sure. But, yeah. but I do have one other question. Are you, did I see, correct me if I'm wrong, something about you doing some chef stuff, some cooking online? Uh, well, cooking? I, I am a, uh, home chef and baker i i can produce some pretty cool stuff i'm not a you know i'm not a you know culinary trained but i come from a family of amazing Amaz cooks and i one one of my sisters has an incredible company um she produces beautiful foods and uh but no i i love to sometimes like i love to well when we can be together i love to entertain sure. and do stuff and sometimes i'll do people's parties or or their wedding or something for close friends and but i love like i love making stuff mm. i mean eating it's fine but like i love actually making it and giving it away oh well christine and i were talking the other day and she goes yeah stacy was talking about she was cooking some she was doing some chef like things i was like oh i didn't know she was a chef <laughs> i love i i can i can hold my own rather well in the oven and the that sounded weird 
I know. <laughs> Hold your in the oven. Yeah. I just mean, don't swerve. Just don't oven. swerve. I mean, I think back in the day, that was a bad thing to go in the oven. I don't. Don't go in the oven. It's okay. So yeah, it's a dry heat. Uh, uh, so it's a blowtorch. Yeah. Still. Yeah, but no, I love creating. I love creating food, and you know, my my favorite thing is to be in the kitchen. If I'm not in my booth, I'm in my kitchen mm. or my closet. I do love my closet. I'm not sure there's anything Stacy can't do at this point. It's not I just do must do. It's like can do is what it is. Stacy right. can do everything. I can't be tall. Oh wow! <laughs> How tall are you? I'm five two. Okay. You're yeah. just fun sized. You're exactly. fun sized. <laughs> That's actually what uh, what some people call me, and then people call me small and mighty. That's right. Mm -hmm. But because I think if I was normal size, it might be extra. Oh, five two <laughs> is normal size. You're all all good. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah, Some of I our favorite people that. named Stacy are five two. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I think from being a ballerina, like I love wearing really tall shoes. So like, mm. you know, three, four or five inches, who cares? Like I love heels. Oh. Maybe I feel like I'm on point, but. So I do enjoy being tall, but when I wear a six inch heel, I like, I'm like six two. So I can't. <laughs> Jen's only actual like five, seven. It's the hair that puts her over six feet. I mean, just she has this big plume today. of hair that just, you know, poofs up. And it's Jen's magnificent personality that oh. makes her like a glamazon. No, thank you. I can, you guys are so sweet. Now I can imagine, well. Jen, if this were like 1987, and you probably go through three <laughs> cans of hairspray every day just to get. If it was 1987, just possibly. straight up and all over the place, I can just ah! I, I can see that. <laughs> the bangs. Oh, bangs straight up. <laughs> I love it. Stacey, this has been wonderful. I cannot tell you how excited I've been to have you on the show, and this has been great. Um, Jen and I have both been excited. We've been talking about it for well, for a few minutes before, but still, no, we're really excited. <laughs> we're excited to have you on. We hope you will come back to our show. Yeah. So um, I, I will. You guys are such a delight. Thank you for all you do, and I am hoping that everything will get back on track for you guys. Oh, thank you. Later, but in the meantime. I know you're gonna you're gonna just stay resilient and, mm. and make the best of it. But you guys are too amazing to not. It's gonna work out. It's all gonna work Thank out. You. We try. We try. Thank, Thank you. you. Now it's it will. It will. We believe it firmly. Firmly believe it. So yes. Thank thanks you, for all you do, and thanks for having me, and thanks to everybody for listening and yeah. being so sweet to me. Yeah. Oh. I love you guys. Thank you so oh, much. Love you. Thanks so much, Stacy. Mountain is a time-tested thrill-seekers and fun-seekers classic. I'm going to ride that puppy. That happens to double as a cartoon come to real life. Well, that was Stacy, And she's amazing. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, she did okay. I, mean, it's, I was listening back, and I was like, I don't know. Did we listen to this episode? What the heck? Oh, no, my she gosh. Was, right? She was amazing. So much fun. And in oh. editing, I actually have, still have the first, like, 10 minutes of the conversation we had before the show started yeah. and 10, 15 minutes of uh, us chattering after us. I got to listen to all that. And, and I even thought about maybe for a Christmas episode or something when we're just so busy we can't do a whole lot, maybe we put mm -hmm. together some clips from some of the extra stuff from some of the guests we've had over the over the, the, the month. We actually have some fun. Nair and, uh, you know, Mark Walton and mm -hmm. Stacy and blah, blah, blah. So got some other great guests coming up as well. So we're really excited about all of that. So, uh, so Jen, um, let's go ahead and wind this thing down. Uh, yeah. Let's first of all, figure out where can people find you on the vast interwebs? 
The best interwebs. You can find me at Upon a Star Jen basically everywhere. Also on the Insta on um, at Jen underscore Nafatni if you'd like to po- follow my personal. Um, it's been a little quiet just because I've been busy, but you know, as when happens. I'm traveling or like whenever I'm not as busy, I can be pretty funny if I do so say, say so myself. Eh, so sometimes say. you have your moments. You have your moments. So yeah, like <laughs> when you're telling me to use the computer systems we have, I'm like, that's, that's hilarious, Jen. I love it. That's so funny. So you can find me oh online. You can find me at Dave Magic Travel Awesome. Four words. I'm Dave Magic. I do travel. Hey, I'm awesome. So put them all together. You can find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook, a magic on a dollar, and on Disney on a dollar on Facebook as well. I know it's a whole bunch of different names and stuff. You can also find me mm-hmm. personal. Super Dave 310 is my personal. And if you want to go find some movies and books and things like that, um, my I had a previous pop culture account that I had like over 500 interests in of movies and books and TVs and things I reviewed. It's all gone, so I had to restart. And you can find that at Love, Pride, and Deep Fried Chicken. I've decided to turn that into that kind of account. I'm actually recapping the books over the last decade that I considered my top 10 of each year. And so uh, come join me over there and have fun with that. Of course, find the show, The MSC Podcasts, at gmail.com is our, is our website. Go click there to see all the friends of the show. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, find us on Facebook at The MSC Podcast. Uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, do you see a pattern here? The MSC Podcast. <laughs> all there. Let's wind this thing down with a magical moment. And uh, this is a little, little pat on the back, actually, because I love doing trips. I like you, Jen, when you have a last second trip from somebody, mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like a challenge. They're like, yes. you know, it's, it's funny. Have you ever got those people that are like, hey, it's a last second trip. We want to go in January. I mean, you just laugh at those people. Like, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I've had one people who want to go in two weeks. I've had people driving to Orlando calling me going, hey, can you get us a room and a room package and tickets? I had that happen about two years ago. And yep. I was all called it back. I'm like, hey, here's your package number, blah, blah, blah. Got like it. They checked in an hour later. And there it was. Yep. Um, so this one actually was a two-day uh, two day head start with ticket and stuff. They were actually, well, I'll just read it to you. This is on Instagram. This is my, these are actually my friends, Mandy and Dave. And her husband is Dave. So when I say her, Dave, it's not me. Uh, we mm-hmm. went on a secret anniversary trip. I think that's what I see. 14 or 15 years, uh, we almost went to Nashville, but my parents gifted us a hotel stay, and David, him, not me, and I got to stay, got, gave each other tickets for our anniversary with a two-day oh. notice at Dave Magic Travel Awesome, that is me, uh, got us set up with our tickets, and we skipped all the way to the Magic Kingdom with masks and hand sanitizer, great picture on Instagram right now, and I'm not going to tell you where to find her because she probably doesn't want a thousand people following her, but she says, we cheated and pulled down our masks for about two seconds for a few pictures, it was so fun, let's go back, and I'm like, hey, hey, family, I'm ready to send you back, so I just thought that was a great little magical moment because That's they contacted so nice. me all excited, they were like, the parents are going to give us, going to pay for it, going to pay for it. What do we do? What do we do? I was like, Magic Kingdom? Oh, yeah, perfect. And it was, it was a great conversation. They were all excited. That's they were amazing. sending pictures all along the way. So, Jen, that is our show. We will see you guys next week. Please take care of yourselves, especially in this climate. No matter what happens, don't forget to thank your Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. And may all your wishes come true.